the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Good afternoon. It's a couple minutes after 4. You're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560 WFIL.com and the WFIL app. Thanks for tuning in today. Forecast has been uh, kind of overcast, but not bad. A little cool today. Looks like a few drops are falling. May get some rain happening before the evening is done. 54 the high, 43 the low tonight. Tomorrow, more like what we've had in the last couple of days. Sunny, breezy, and high around 65. So we'll take that. Uh, what's going on? Well, a couple of cool guests are going to be joining us today. For those semi-familiar with this program, and even if you're not, every now and again, we like to have folks on who are perhaps on TV or in movies and things like that, get a little taste of culture and see what's going on in the world around us. There's a new show on NBC called Council of Dads. It's been on a week or two now, Thursday nights. It's an interesting concept. I don't know if you've heard of this or not, but it has to do, it's, uh, well, you know what? We'll just get into it with our guests. Actually, we're going to have back-to-back over the course of the hour couple of folks you may know, uh, Sarah Wayne Callies, actress who's been in a lot of uh, shows, and uh, Clive Standen also, who is in this Council of Dads program. And um, in a nutshell, there is a, uh, Sarah is married to uh, her husband, they have five children, and he comes up with some kind of a, a medical situation where he starts thinking, what happens if something happens to me? What will, what will, what will happen to me? So he winds up in my family, and so he winds up recruiting several guys who are willing to step in as dads and be more proactively involved. So um, we'll leave it at that for now, but that's where we'll be headed when we chat with Sarah and with Clive during the hour. Also want to give away, I'm feeling generous today, would love to give away gift cards that we have courtesy of Brian or Chevrolet. And uh, I'll do it this way. If you want to simply text in and pick one up, they're $5.60 intentionally just at the right number where you can go get a couple of coffees and a donut or a hoagie or a couple of water ices, whatever it is, and uh, enjoy with a friend and just have a friendly gesture to our listening audience. So if you'd like one, text me at 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683. And I think the most we've ever done in one show is, uh, you know, eight or nine. Like we usually do one or two. Sometimes we had more. I'd like to give away at least 10 today. Wouldn't that be fun? So if you want to throw your hat in the ring, just send a text in 610-500-3683 at some point during the program. And uh, we'll draw some winners out and uh, make at least 10. So you have a decent chance. Get in the mix. And by the way, I've mentioned this once in a while. When you enter any of the contests we do with the text line, We keep your text on file, if you will, and sometimes just draw names off the text line to win something else. So maybe you enter now to win a gift card. You don't win. No big deal. We do keep your entry there. So maybe next week we'll do some random drawings and you win something else. So your entry lives on. 
So get yourself in the running there. 610-500-3683. Before we get further into the hour, one thing to throw at you, you, from from a free downloads perspective, we have a lot of prizes on our website and uh, availability for you to contest to enter. There are also some things you can just have for free. And during uh, these days, uh, we have something from Dr. Adrian Rogers in the program that airs on this pro- uh, station at 6 o'clock each weekday called Love Worth Finding. And Dr. Rogers uh, has, has uh, been gone for a number of years now, but his message lives on. He teaches very straightforward about the Bible and, and uh, uh, s- uh, profound truth simply stated, I think, is how Love Worth Finding refers to it. And so the message uh, has three booklets that, that they have contributed to us to be able to give to each listener. Anybody who wants it can have this. The booklets are called It Takes a Family, which is appropriate today because of the show we're talking about, How to Raise Godly Children and God's Plan for the Man. So these booklets share principles and wisdom on how to build a godly home. And anybody listening is welcome to have one, and you're certainly welcome to let somebody else know who might benefit from that. So help yourself to all three of them. It's not just one, but all three of them. It Takes a Family, How to Raise Godly Children, and God's Plan for the Man, courtesy of Love Worth Finding with Adrian Rogers, and that's available at WFIL.com. Before we get into our conversations with Sarah and with Clive as the hour unfolds, I want to throw a song in every now and again, and this is the new one from a guest we had on a couple of weeks ago. His name's Paul Wright. He released it on Easter Sunday. It's a cool song. Check it out. Paul Wright, I Believe, WFIL. I believe in a God who loves me. AM560WFIL.com and on the app. That's Paul Wright. He gets a lot of comparisons to Jack Johnson. He's kind of got a fun hip-hop beachy thing going on. If you listen to a lot of his other music, he also has been in a kind of a harder band uh, called Root Down, which does a lot of great music too. I've known Paul for a lot of years, but hadn't talked to him for about 10 or 15, and he joined us on the show I guess two or three weeks ago, podcast that's on our homepage at WFIL.com. You're welcome to help yourself to that or any of the others absolutely free. Again, at WFIL.com. Don't forget, 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683. If you want to throw your name in the hat to win a gift card to Duncan or to Rita's or Panera or uh, Wawa, courtesy of Brian or Chevrolet in Jenkintown, uh, send me a text and we're going to make a bunch of winners today for that. Quick break. And then we'll come back with our first guest, Sarah Wayne Callies from the new show, A Council of Dads, just on NBC. Back in a moment with that and just uh, on WFIL. You're listening to a podcast of The Tim DeMoss Show, heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. It's 414, The Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL.com and on the app. Appreciate you tuning in. Uh, just a quick note for you that if your business is open these days, serving the community, let us know because we have a directory on our site that's free to put your business in and it's helpful for listeners to be able to refer to. I checked it out, I think it's about a week ago, it's the last time I looked. I was actually like, wow, all these places are open. You kind of feel like everything's closed, but it's not. The service may be altered some, but there are actually a lot of businesses that are open in some capacity. So if you have takeout going, drive-through, delivery, 
some other service, even if it's kind of in a limited modified form, feel free to add your uh, your business to that list. It's the shop local directory banner right in our homepage. Fill out the form there. Just tell us what services you're providing. And once you submit that and it gets approved, which does not take long at all, we'll post your info. And so it's, uh, again, free for you to do. Also free for listeners to look through. So it's free for everybody. Everybody wins with that shop local directory on WFIL.com. Our guest, uh, first guest of the hour, Sarah Wayne Callies is her name. She has been in a number of shows. Folks uh, may be familiar with some of the more aggressive, up, you know, uh, uh, violent shows, if you will, um, Walking Dead, Prison Break. And now she's on the show that's completely different. It's called Council of Dads, and it's uh, been on just for a week or two. And it's on Thursday nights on NBC. And uh, we're glad to have you aboard. Uh, Sarah, how are you doing today? Thank you for taking time to call in. I'm good, Tim. How are you? Great. Thanks for taking time to chat a little bit. Oh, geez. It's my pleasure. <laughs> Council of Dads, how did you get connected with this project? And uh, what drew you to want to be part of it? You know, it was interesting. I was sort of planning on being done acting. I was in the middle of pursuing a bunch of directing stuff. I was actually on a set. Um, shadowing a show that I was going to direct a couple weeks later. And they sent me this script, and I, it was exactly what I wanted to put out into the world. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've done a lot of shows that have been so powerful and so great, but also really violent. And I was looking specifically for something that was going to be about a different side of what it means to be a human, about, about forgiveness, about healing, about courage. And this just, it just blew me away. I was so moved by it. Hmm. For those who haven't had a chance to see it yet, could you give a, just a quick overview of the main storyline and then your role in that? Yeah, so it's based on a book called Council of Dads by Bruce Feiler, and it's a, it's a memoir of his life. And, and in the pilot, my husband, we've got a pack of kids um, from all over. We've got a you know, stepkid, adopted kid, a couple of bio, biological kids. We've got this big family, and my husband gets diagnosed with uh, a life-threatening illness. And he comes to me, and he says, look, i got a great idea. If something happens to me, I'm going to put together a council of dads to help you raise these kids, to help these kids know me if I'm gone. And I say, as his wife, uh, I actually think that's a terrible idea. <laughs> and the, uh, the story goes from there. Okay. And the dads, um, the roles, uh, Anthony, Larry, and Oliver, I think they're the three men stepping yeah. into your lives. Um, my wife and I aim to have a unified parental voice, let's put it that way, when leading our family. We have five children as well. We may disagree, but we try in the end to work together moving forward. What kind of voice do the three guys have, and, and what's their voice supposed to be about in terms of a traditional father, head of home or whatever, or kind of leading things versus supporting advice and uh, being there, more about that part of things? Well, you know, it's a, it's a very interesting uh, look at a kind of different kind of masculinity in that way, because you're right, they're not traditional fathers, right? They are surrogate fathers for a man who isn't there anymore. And Robin makes it very clear that she's the head of the family. She's the head of the council. These are her kids. They all know Scott from a different point in his life. So one knew him when he was a young man, and he was still drinking. Uh, he died sober in, in, in AA. Okay. Um, another one, he was the sponsor for this man in AA. So he only know him as a, as a sort of sober, responsible pillar in his life. And then the third one is his oncologist, who also is my best friend. 
And so the dynamics between these dads and the kids and me is the heart of the story. You know, this idea of what does it mean to step up for children that are not biologically yours? What does it mean to form a family that is not based in biology, but that's based in choice and based in love? You know, and as you know, I've only got two kids, but sometimes it feels like I've got five. <laughs> sure. Parenthood is a long series of failures and apologies. Um, <laughs> yeah. And every now and again, you get these moments of grace, and you do it right, and you, you step up for each other, and, and you, you, know, you actually get the ball out of the ball field, and it just stands where it belongs, and you hit a home run. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's, the story of, that's the story of who we are as this family. Sarah Wayne Cadley's our guest. I think that's what America actually looks like now. Um, which I'm very proud of. Yeah, Sarah Wayne Kelly is our guest. Uh, the new show, Council of Dads, which is, is in itself just getting started. How far out are you aware of where you think things are going to go with the plot? I'm not looking for spoilers. Just the idea of how far out can you see, and how much open storyline could there be in terms of possibilities? Well, I mean, you know, we've got at the moment three dads, one mom, and five kids. So that's a lot of storyline, yeah. um, and each of these kids really occupies their own world. I mean, our eldest daughter um, is technically my stepdaughter, although I've raised her, you know, with Scott, my husband, since she was eight years old. She's, uh, she's uh, multiracial, so she's a young woman who is of black ancestry, also being raised by a white parent, which is its own journey. Sure. Then our next kid is biological, and from both of us, and he's one of those kids who just seems to be born a little bit under the cloud, maybe fighting the world just a little bit, and there's a path we got to find for him. Our next kid was adopted from China when she was five, and she's got a path of trying to navigate her identity and what does it mean to have sort of, quote-unquote, lost, in her words, one family before she was five. Mm. Our next kid, JJ, is uh, eight years old, and he's a transgender boy. And he's moving through that journey, and we're all on a huge learning curve with him. And so, you know, each of these kids has a story that draws in all of the parents who need to help them move through this. And each of these kids maybe gravitates a little bit more to one of the dads as somebody who's the person to sort of help them through it. You know, and then as Robin, I'm a working mom. I'm an OBGYN, and... It's a job where you're on call a lot, and there's a lot of uncertainty. You know, in some ways, it's a lot about what people are going through right now, right? This is a life where there's a lot of grief and confusion, and uh, nobody's really sure from one day to the next how it's all going to go. But you step up, and you dig deep, and you do your absolute best for one another, and you try and become the person that your family deserves. Sarah Wayne Callie is our guest from the new show uh, Council of Dads, which is on Thursday nights on NBC. We have a quick break to take. We'll keep our conversation going in just a moment. Thanks for tuning in today. Again, you listen to AM560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560, WFIL, and WFIL.com. It's 425 on the Tim DeMoss Show. Thanks for tuning in. Quick reminder, 610-500-DOVE. If you want to win a gift card to Duncan, Panera, Rita's, or Wawa, courtesy of Brighter Chevrolet in Jenkintown, 610-500-3683. We're handing a bunch of those out today. Uh, but in the meantime, we have a couple cool interviews happening, including Clive Standen from the uh, new TV show, Council of Dads. He'll be coming up in a little while, but... 
We are continuing our conversation right now. Also from that show, actress Sarah Wayne Callies, our guest. My wife and I are grateful to you know be blessed with children uh, like you are too, and uh, like in in Council of Dads, and have a pretty good support system. And and we're finding that with regard to family and friends, church, and everything else. And if something happened to me, of course, it's possible my, my wife could remarry, or but maybe not. And or you just can't go to the store and just you know force that and pick off a husband off the shelf. So the concept of <laughs> Right. So, I mean, the idea of intentionally creating a group of dads or father figures is interesting because you're kind of we have a lot of guys in my life to play softball with people who would support our family, but nobody who would necessarily step past that point to say, I'm going to actually spend more time with you. I'm really going to make sure that you have that figure in your life in a different way. So it's kind of neat. I had never thought of it in those terms before. Well, you, you know, you make a good point, and that's, I think partly some of those people might not step up in that way, because if you haven't been invited to, it might be unwelcome, you know? I mean, you stepping all the way into that level of intimacy with someone else's life and children is a big ask. Um, and I think one of the things that I've noticed as people right now is so often we're much better at giving help than we are accepting it. A huge part of Robin's journey, and, you know, I imagine your wife might identify with this, too. If, God forbid, something happened to you and she was left alone with your kids, even in those moments of sorrow and loss and fear, would she really feel uh, able to reach out and say, guys, I need help. I need real help. I need, I need like, can you watch the baby three nights a week because <laughs> right. I'm on call help. Yeah. I need not just drop off a lasagna help. I need, can you make Christmas dinner help? Yeah. Um, well, I know for me, I'm terrible at asking for help. And that's a huge part of Robin's journey is just learning that, like, sometimes you're at a point where you've just got to go, I can't do this by myself. Sarah, I know you have a lot of folks to talk to. Just one last question for you. Uh, my wife and I actually talked about adopting our, uh, for a while, but we have a daughter with some disabilities. Uh, she's our fourth child. So at that point, we kind of put that on hold because she is like having several children in some respects. You have a personal understanding in everyday life of stepping into someone else's life in kind of a similar way. With You have an adopted son, I think. Is that right? Which is a great thing. Yes, my son's adopted. Yeah. Yep. What prompted you to, just out of curiosity, move in that direction of, of adopting? Do you know, my husband and I met I like to say, in the early 1940s. We've been together since college. Um, and uh, one of the first conversations that we had in the first week that we met was that we wanted two children, we wanted a biological child, and we wanted to adopt. And for us, um, I realize this may make me sound a bit like a crackpot, but it came from the place of we're both super passionate about the environment. Um, we both grew up in beautiful places and are super devoted to the world and yeah. the Earth's health. We both felt like there were too many people on the planet. And uh, I grew up an only child, and I don't recommend it. It's kind of lonely. And so I wanted my kids to have siblings, but I didn't want to, you know, just sort of keep adding to the number of people on the earth. And I knew that I'm, I've never been concerned about my ability to love someone based on biology. I, I, you know, if somebody puts a baby in your arms, you love them. It doesn't matter if they look like you. It doesn't matter if they're the same race. It doesn't matter if you have the same DNA. And so our thought was, well, you know, Let's have a baby the old-fashioned way, and then let's adopt a baby. And that's what we did. And I, I can't imagine doing it any other way. It's been such a gift. Sarah Wayne Kelly's new show, Council of Dads. Thanks so much for taking time today. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much. Be well. All right. Sarah Wayne Kelly is again from the new show, Council of Dads. Our guest, we're looking forward to having Clive Standen, who's also in that program, joining us in a little while. Coming up on 430, the forecast. 
Cloudy, breezy the rest of the afternoon, making a shower in a couple of spots. 54 the high, low of 43 tonight. Tomorrow's sunny, breezy, a little warmer. Tomorrow's high around 65. One of the things we're doing around WFIL <clears throat> is uh, giving away stuff. We like doing that. And more than ever right now, WFIL's Rewards Club, which is our listener club that's free to join, I think we have well north of 10, maybe 12, 13, 14 different contests. I've never seen this many. Different uh, prizes you can win. Some stuff is free. You can just go get other things you can enter to win. And one of them that's kind of a hybrid is the Philly Sports Survey. Just want to let you know, you don't have to be a huge sports fan to enter this one, but it's a really cool uh, thing where you you take a few moments and fill out a few questions like, who's your favorite athlete of all time in Philadelphia sports history? And again, you don't have to be a super super fan, although you, although you might be. And so perhaps your name, you know, back in the day, you were a, a Mike Schmidt or a Steve Carlton fan for the Phillies, or perhaps even further back, Dell Ennis or, or Jim Bunning for the Phillies. Maybe you were a Wilt Chamberlain fan or Julius Irving for the Sixers, or more recently, Joel Embiid or, or uh, you know, any, any Allen Iverson, perhaps for the Flyers, uh, Eric Lindros or Danny Briere or Bernie Perrant, whatever. There's all kinds of players, and for the Eagles, of course, plenty to pick from. Carson Wentz, uh, David Akers, Brian Dawkins. Chuck Bednarik back in the day. So you fill out whatever the answer is, no right or wrong. Then there are other questions, too, related to it. And then when you're done, you're automatically entered to win a, a, a grand prize. We have several of them to hand out, which include a copy of a book called This Day in Philadelphia Sports. If you are a sports fan, it's a great book, or if you know someone who is, because especially now where there's not, not really much to report on other than um, my daughter Theodora won the Pine Car Derby at our church uh, last night <laughs> at nine years old out of 17 cars. Yes, there was much happiness as she watched the, they actually raced the cars. She wasn't there. The, the, the head of our department, the, you know, the, the program ran them for all the kids and then videotaped it and showed it on YouTube in a, like a private little setting. And it was very fun to see and watch unfold. So uh, unless you're a, a big fan of my daughter's um, pine car derby at our church, there's not a whole lot of sports going on. We had the NFL draft at, uh, this book, This Day in Philadelphia Sports, then gives you something to do by looking backwards in time. It basically chronicles highlights and lowlights in Philadelphia sports history specifically. It's also kind of fun because it's not just Philadelphia athletes. It could be something that happened in Philadelphia by a visiting player, a great player from another team, something that happened. So take a look at that if you want, and you could win that book. Plus, we throw in a gift card there and a, a WFIL ball cap. It's just kind of a way to have some fun and also bridge the gap until things start to open up and Sports starts to happen again. I actually got an email the other day from our township that they're taking registrations for fall soccer and kind of a tentative, but we're hoping this is happening. So let's start moving in that direction. So hopefully, uh, I do hope, I think a lot of folks are hoping we can eventually get back to normal before too long. Um, So there you go. Uh, That's the Philly Sports Survey at WFIL.com on the contest and surveys page. A lot of fun there. In the meantime, I'm going to the text line because I mentioned gift cards. We do give these out once in a while, usually one or two during the show. But today we're going to do at least 10. And I'm just going to go through uh, all I need from you is your name and, uh, and uh, you know, what your preference would be. And then we can mail that out to you. So I have one from, let's see, Patricia just emailed in. Hi, bro, Timmy. I would like a good excuse to go out for coffee or a hoagie. So those gift cards sound really cool. <laughs> Patricia, congratulations. We'll make you a winner. We'll just get your address and send that out to you. Elizabeth from Drexel here says, I'm here enjoying the show. If I win, please send a Wawa card. And that's no problem, Elizabeth. We'll be glad to do that. Terry sent an email. How are you guys doing today? I know you said to text in, but I forgot 
what you wanted us to text in. I was too busy listening to the phone number. Uh, so Terry in Warminster looking for uh, says, I'm longing for some Rita's water ice. That's an essential business, right? It is in my world. <laughs> That's it. That's it, Terry. You know, I don't know how uh, Rita's is doing, if they're open or, um, you know, it is a standoff kind of thing where, you know, you're not interacting too much except through the window. So maybe they are or some are. In any case, Terry will send you a Rita's gift card. We're happy to do so. Now, I have an email or text here from someone, but it doesn't have a name. So I need a name. I would like to, I like, I, I like to you know, have that knowledge of the person rather than well, that's the phone number. Uh, we have one here from Sonia who says, I'd love to participate in the gift card giveaway. Thank you, Sonia. We'll make you a winner. Does not mention which kind, so we'll text her back on that. And Sharon, uh, no, Sharon just said, stay encouraged. Uh, you're a great encourager. Well, thank you, Sharon. That's nice. So we've, we've given away half of them. We still have the second half of the show. We'll give away another five. How about that? So if you would like to win a gift card, $5.60, enough for a water ice or two, a couple of hoagie, a hoagie or a couple of donuts and coffee, just something, a nice little, hey, a little pick-me-up. We'd love to spread it, spread that around. And these gift cards, again, courtesy of Brian Chevrolet and Jenkintown, who supports our program. So we're happy to send those out. And uh, just text in your name and um, what you'd like. So you can just put D for Duncan, P for Panera, R for Rita's, W for Wawa. And then if we draw you out, we'll text you back for your address. So that's a lot. Just want to get you up to speed on what's happening. Clive Standen from the uh, show, um, NBC show, Council of Dads, is going to be joining us in a couple of moments. Also, if we have a chance, there's a really cool commentary that Kirk Franklin made recently about the whole coronavirus thing. And I think we're going to have just enough time before the program is done to throw that in the mix. So stay tuned for that as well. I think we'll have enough time to slip that in. And we'll continue taking your texts at 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683. If you would like to throw your name in the hat. And today, again, especially we're doing extra giveaways, so you have a greater chance of winning. Back with more in just a moment. Clive Stanton from the new NBC show. He's also with Vikings and uh, Taken, among other uh, things he's been in. He'll be joining us in just a couple moments here on WFIL. Live and local. It's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. 439, the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Thank you for hanging out with us today. We had uh, Sarah Wayne Callies on earlier this hour, and now we're privileged to complete the one-two punch from uh, the same new TV show, Council of Dads. You may know him from shows like Vikings and Taken. His name is Clive Standen, joining us on the program. Hey, Clive, how are you? Hey, Tim. Hey, how are you? Very good, thanks. <laughs> Great. Great to make your acquaintance and have you aboard for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I want to talk about the show. Of course, Council of Dads, the new show. And uh, I was curious what drew you into it initially. You know, who thought of you and or what you thought when you were approached about it? Um, well, I was I was actually very close to just signing on to do a lead of another TV show, a very different action TV show, and um, I didn't know anything about Council of Dads. The script just fell out of the sky for me. My manager just said, look, you've got to read this script. Um, the, the showrunners, the writers are leaving town at 2 o'clock today. If you, you know, if you like it, we've got to rush you in and meet them. And I got 22 pages into the script and uh, started bawling my eyes out. I had no idea why. Um, and I think sometimes when you, you, know, you, you connect with a... Uh, the characters, it's either because you see empathy for the, the, the made-up character on screen or it's because you see yourself in the character. And I think I did both. It's just a very moving piece. Yeah. Um, 
that was just very different to anything I'd done before as an actor. So, you know, I jumped to the chart, you know. Sure. Folks will know you from all sorts of other roles that are not like this kind of a role. But I guess it's probably also, in a way, fun for you to do something that's different. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it is. It's a really, it's really nice as an actor just to keep as many plates as you can spinning in your career. Just when you keep sort of proving to people that you've got you know, more strings to your bow. And this one, I, just, I think this one's just very important right now. Yeah. Counselor Dad is one of those shows that I think we need more of right now, especially with what's going on with the lockdown. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of shows that kind of explore... Uh, how human beings go back to their basic instincts, you know, the kind of post-apocalyptic shows and kind of the, you know, the more violent shows where it shows us all breaking down and fighting against each other. Whereas Council of Dads is kind of what human beings do when they all come together and what they can build. And I think it's kind of quite a nice message that we can, um, that we can put out there right now. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and, and you mentioned the word your character. I was going to ask you about if you could just uh, share your thoughts on your character for those who haven't seen the show yet, you know, who you are, what you do in the program. All right, well, I play Anthony Lavelle, who is the father of the uh, counselor dad of, uh, who passes away, and he leaves the three, three of his best friends in, in, in charge of his, his kids. Yeah. I play Anthony Lavelle, who's a chef, um, and he also has a hidden secret that comes out in episode two. Um, <laughs> and this, is, uh, this, this week's episode, at 8 o'clock on NBC, is when we start to kind of see that secret unravel and, um, okay. and things start to get out of hand. You, well, and you mentioned reading the script. Uh, how much when you read the script and then you start to get familiar with where things are supposed to go, do you try to be the character that's written in the script versus how much as you're doing Council of Dads is that character changing some and you're altering things? Well, this one's been very much a collaboration. It was fantastic. The, we have two show writers, the husband and wife, uh, Joan and Pony, and they get each actor into the writer's room with the, um, eight other writers. And... Um, and, and, and interview us, so to speak, and find out more about us, and you end up finding out a lot of what you talk about in the room ends up on, on the page. So it is kind of life mirroring art a lot of the time. It's quite uncomfortable sometimes. You're like, well, I literally just spoke about this with the writers, and now it's kind of playing out on screen. Yeah. Um, but it's very nice that they, they, they consider that and they collaborate with you and, and kind of try and build the character around you. Chatting with Clive Standen on the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL and the new show Council of Dads. Um, and on a bigger level, I'm, I'm just curious, kind of the person's craft, uh, how, how set in stone a script is, because this kind of a script has, it seems like a lot of ways it could go theoretically rather than, you know, a lot of storylines. So there's a season that's written and, and put together. But in your experience, is it something that um, th- there's there's a lot of breathing with it, like where you can go different directions with the overall plot? Or do you, you, know, you have to rein, make sure to rein that in and, and keep true to what what's set out at the beginning and then go from there in season two? Um, that's an interesting question. I think as far as character, you, you base off, you, by the time you start, you've got a very strong indication of who your character is. But the story does change, does t- tend to change in uh, network drama because you know, the, the, I've seen scripts come in um, or story outlines for the first season come in and by the end of it, you're like, oh, it's that gone. It's kind of changed. It's gone a completely different direction. And I think <laughs> it's because there's so many chefs, so to speak. I mean, you've got the executives at Universal and then you've got NBC and, and everyone has a change and, and it, it's kind of a very organic way of, uh, of working. So um, it, you know, it does tend to change from what they see on screen sometimes by episode four, something you did on screen um, that's very different to how the writers saw it. So they start to you know, change, the, change the story in that, in that way and I take counts of that, we changed quite drastically at, at certain points. I remember the, the original Bible that came through of where we were going was very different than how we ended. 
Interesting. Yeah, I can imagine that happening. It's just not as, as, as cut and dry as one might think. I, I mentioned my son's a film major. He just graduated college this past weekend. And, um, I, I, it's, you know, it's, it's an interesting thing to me to consider uh, what goes into the behind the scenes stuff. And um, I, I noticed on Instagram, for example, you had a post. I'm not sure when it was, but it, it mentioned five months to film season one, I think is what the, the post had talked about. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, that's a long time in a way. What's what's a five month window look like? So folks have an appreciation for the show and what goes into putting it all together. Well, each episode usually takes about eight days to film, but then you get all the prep um, beforehand. And, and then obviously what what goes on after you finish the actual filming. See, we say five months filming, but we have a lot of sound and, and post-production to do, um, which is probably another month and a half, two months. But yeah, average eight days per episode. So you you film you film Monday to Friday, and then sometimes on the Saturday. So you kind of it takes you right over to about you know five months. Yeah, and how many episodes, episodes are in season one? Ten episodes. Ten. All right, Clive, stand in our guests for the new NBC show Council of Dads. Quick break. Come back. Continue our chat with him and throw in a few more giveaways too. Six ten five hundred Dove. If you want to text in to win a gift card, six ten five hundred thirty six eighty three Duncan Rita's. Uh, Panera or Wawa's. What's up for grabs? $5.60. We're giving away a bunch of them. If you want to grab one, send a quick text in. We're giving a bunch away, and hopefully you'll be drawn out to win. Back with more in a moment on WFIL. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560 WFIL? Email Timmy D at WFIL.com. It's 449, the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Thanks for tuning in. Perhaps you're online at WFIL.com or on the app. All are welcome. Uh, you can catch a podcast this program, by the way, afterwards, about 5.30, 6 o'clock. We'll have that up on our website and the homepage at WFIL.com. Today, uh, you know, every now and again, we'll talk uh, and have some folks on from uh, the film world or TV world, and today we're doing the TV side of things, a new show called Council of Dads, which is on NBC on Thursday nights at 8, just uh, started up. Has a lot of folks you might recognize in it, including Sarah Wayne Kelly. She's been in uh, shows like The Walking Dead and Prison Break and some pretty, you know, uh, aggressive shows. And this is a very not aggressive show in that regard. And also someone who knows that side of things, our current guest, Clive Standen, who has been in uh, Vikings, a new program uh, relatively, and, uh, and another one called Taken and some others as well. And Clive continues our uh, conversation with us now. Uh, were there any interesting uh, challenges? I'm thinking like, uh, you know, outdoor scenes, but it rained for two weeks straight and you had to do different. Anything that came up on Council of Dads season one, that, that there, whether it's happened yet or we're going get to get to and just to have fun knowledge while we're watching? Well, I think Savannah is a beautiful place to film, but it's, it's very, the weather's very changeable sometimes. When we were filming, we filmed right out in the, in the sticks, and you know, suddenly rain would just come with a click of a finger. <laughs> that was very strange. You'd be like, whoa, okay, and a torrential rain, and then it'd be really humid. Um, but then, no, no, actually, this was one of, the, one of the first shows. I mean, I come from a background where I was in six seasons of the show Viking. Right. Um, and then I did two seasons of a show called Taken, where it's all action and it's crazy. And like Vikings, we've got mountains and a bit of hailstorms and all sorts of stuff. Uh, we'd, be, you know, we'd have to kind of consult with it each day. But Council does seem quite an easy show for me to get my head around. And, you know, it's kind of, the formula has been quite smooth going forward. Yeah. 
Yeah, one last question for you. I know you have a lot of folks to talk to. Just uh, obviously Council of Dads and talking about a family, and it's an interesting concept. Uh, you know, we have a, a strong, <clears throat> excuse me, a large family. We have a church family, we have people that would step in, I think, to help our family. But I never really thought about the idea of someone actually taking the lead because you, you never know that your spouse is going to just be able to get remarried and really have a dad in charge kind of a, or helping the home. Uh, so it was an interesting thing to think about being intentional and seeking people out ahead of time to would you would you really step into my family's life and, and adopt them in a, in a very real way? What, were, what are your thoughts on the on the script overall and the, and the idea of family and being that intentional to step into other people's lives? Yeah, well, I think we kind of, as far as, as far as television goes, I think we kind of somewhat redefine the contemporary family on television because for a long time, TV has tried to sell us the idea that it's still the same. It's the 2.4 children and you have your aunt and your uncle and your grandma and your granddad, and that's it. It doesn't really reflect many people's families anymore. Um, you know, myself growing up, I had, I had aunts and uncles that weren't any part of my family at all. They weren't blood relatives, but they were my dad's mum's best friends and they showed up. They were there every week, and they would, yeah. And, and that's what it's more about. It's about who shows up each week, and, uh, you know, for you. And 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 there's nothing wrong with actually reaching out for help. There is something in our society, I think, with with especially with with single parents, is if, if you're struggling, you're somewhat lacking as a parent. If you get very frustrated, and you get very scared to actually ask for help. And hey, I need some help here. It's just tough. It's tough being a parent on your own all day. And um, and there is nothing wrong with that. You know, it's about friends coming in and helping out and taking some of that um, that uh, weight off of your shoulders. Mm. And I think that reflects more of the family that I know and a, a lot of people right now I mean, during this pandemic. And I have so many friends that are kind of keeping me afloat. And, you know, I'm finding the homeschooling three kids. I've got a 17-year-old, a 13-year-old, and a 9-year-old. And three three kids at three different schools is, is crazy for homeschooling. <laughs> and I've had so many friends kind of reach out and help out. And we they Skype with different friends, you know, about different things. I mean... I'm the worst at maths. When I've got a couple of friends, I just put my friends on Zoom. That's great. <laughs> can I help out with the math? Yeah. That's great. We homeschool and I, too. Yeah, I can my appreciate own aunts that. and uncles, I don't see. Yeah. Clive, it's, a, it's great to make your acquaintance. Thank you so much for taking time today and have a great rest of your day. Thanks very much. All right. That's uh, Clive Standen from the new show, Council of Dads, on NBC. And we're glad to have a chance to chat with him. We have just enough time to sneak in a few more things here. Uh, I mentioned, I want to do this because I mentioned it earlier. Kirk Franklin. Just switching gears real quick, uh, well-known gospel singer has also a lot of mainstream appeal and success and all that, but a you know, godly guy, and he, and he had some really cool perspective on uh, the, the current coronavirus situation. So I want to play this for you briefly, and uh, while you're doing that, feel, uh, while I'm doing that, please, please feel free to text in 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683 to win a gift card with us. We're handing out a bunch of them. We've made some winners. We're going to draw some after this little clip I'm going to play for you here. Check this out. Get some encouragement. So I was on a flight from Dallas to New York several years ago, and as soon as we took off from the gate, I noticed that the plane stopped moving. And after 15 minutes, it turned into 30 minutes, and then it turned into an hour and two hours, and the plane was full, and now people are getting up, and they're trying to figure out what's going on. Folk are going to the bathroom, and now a delayed flight is now turning into a stinky flight. And people are frustrated because they don't know what's going on because there's, there's not enough communication. And the problem also was it was a sunny day, so it's like we could not see the problem. 
And then I also called my friend in New York, and I'm like, brother, y'all having a storm in New York? He's like, no, man, it's beautiful here. So by the time the pilot came on, he let us know that in between Dallas and New York, there was a storm. And it was a storm that we couldn't see, that all flights were being delayed. And then also there were flights in the air already in between that air traffic control was trying to land. They were trying to create space for us to get up in the air. And so when we got the information, it kind of eased our souls a little bit because somebody that was sitting above our situation was able to give us a bigger perspective of the storm that we were in. A lot of y'all right now frustrated because you can't see what's happening right now. You're frustrated and you're in a delayed place and now it's turned into a stinky place and the plane is full. There are too many people in the house, too many people that, that are around you and, and now you're getting cabin fever. But I want to let you know, I'm inviting you to trust the one that sits high above the storm that we're in right now. And I want you to know that just because it's delayed does not mean that it's denied. And I want you to know that there's still space that he's creating so that when you take off, you'll still get there in time. And remember that the job and all the other things that you're worrying about, they are just a resource. They are not your source. The God that we're talking about that sits higher, he is your source. And if your resource closes, your God can create another resource because he is the one that can supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. Let's go. <laughs> I'll just let that sit there for a second, right? Isn't that good? And there's Kirk. Kirk always adds that little, let's go. It's a, it's a fun little thing to, to tag that with. Yeah, I love that. I love that word. Uh, if you missed it, you can catch it on the podcast. We'll have this up for you in the next hour or so at WFIL.com, along with our interviews this hour with both actor Clive Standen and actress Sarah Wayne Callies from the new show on NBC called uh, Council of Dads. And we have just enough time to give away a few more gift cards here at the tail end of the program and let you know what's coming up also in the next few days. Uh, Terry in Warminster, Elizabeth in Drexel Hill, Sonia in Philadelphia. I also had a text from Pat in Woodbury, New Jersey. And uh, Pat says, I would love Duncan. Okay, no problem, Pat. We got you hooked up. Then we have Patricia, not to be confused with Pat. Patricia is uh, in Philadelphia and would like W, which is Wawa. We can do that. No problem. Uh, text came in from Rhonda. It says, nice idea. I'd like to sign up for a free Wawa gift card. Uh, Rhonda, no problem. Just need you to text me your address back. And uh, I think we're out. I think we're good there. So we have, you know what, I'd like to give a couple more away. So uh, these are things we do every now and again, and usually it's one or two or maybe three in a show. But today we're doing, you know, I'd like to do at least 10. And uh, if you want to text in, I think we have a couple more we can hand out. So 610-500-DOVES, the number 610-500-3683. And these are courtesy of Brian or Chevrolet. It's $5.60. You can choose whether you want to take that to Wawa or Duncan or Panera or Rita's and get yourself water ice or a couple of donuts and a coffee, something nice just to get yourself out of the house and have a reason to get out. Uh, so we're glad to do that today. Um, and uh, if you get a chance, just you know, send your name and, and what you'd like. And then if we draw your name out, we'll ask you for your full address. Over the final minute, just to let you know, we're looking to have Trivia Thursday tomorrow. We may have to reschedule it for reasons yet just to not to get into right now. But we think we're doing Trivia Thursday tomorrow, guys against the gals. Friday, Dennis Prager going to join us from our sister station, uh, Philadelphia's AM 990, The Answer. It's a conservative news talk station. He'll be chatting with us about the new, uh, new movie, No Safe Spaces. And uh, in the days to come, Looking forward to having author Crawford Loritz on. He's a man of God for many years. He's written a book called Your Marriage Today and Tomorrow. He's married close to 50 years, so I want to have my ears open. Evangelist Alveda King, the niece of uh, Martin Luther King Jr., going to be joining us. And Carol McLeod, who's an author of a book called Significant, Becoming a Woman of Unique Purpose, True Identity, and Irrepressible Hope. Just 
one of several guests coming in the days to come. Thanks for listening in. We'll look forward to doing it again tomorrow. Jim Maxim, X413 Ministries, leads in prayer next. Have a great night. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 to 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.